Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Before we begin, if you like what you hear on Mile High Report Radio Podcast, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And go ahead and click subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Mile High Report Radio with your hosts, Adam Malnati. And Ian St. Clair. Get involved with the Denver Broncos conversation at milehighreport.com. And now it's time to get to work. Adam, Colin Cronin from Dublin to Denver, the new podcast on the MHR radio podcast network, had the tweet of the night and summed up everything perfectly and it was a quote from Kyle Brandt from Good Morning Football on NFL Network from the preseason in the tweet column says quoting Kyle Brandt they're not just bad they don't matter they don't move the needle in any way and here's a screen grab of the quote from Kyle Brandt I don't know what this team is I don't know what this organization is I don't know if there is a team we talk about less often on this show than the Denver Broncos. That includes smaller markets, teams that haven't won. What was their record last year? Who cares? What was their record before that? Who cares? Drew Locke is supposed to be this. Vic Fangio is supposed to be this. We've been waiting. We've been waiting for this team to be relevant again for five years. Something needs to punctuate the dreariness in Denver. They are not just bad. They don't matter. They don't move the needle in any way. After Thursday night's poopy performance, that sums up 
the Denver Broncos perfectly. They do not matter. Yeah, uh, I, I remember that. I remember watching that because it was it's it was in the summertime. And uh, so I'm, you know, as a teacher, I'm I'm at home with the kids and hanging out, and I've got Good Morning Football on because it's one of the things I was watching in the summertime. And uh, I remember hearing that and being all at once angry at Kyle Brandt for saying it, angry at the Denver Broncos for being it, and then also kind of frustrated with myself for agreeing with it. But it was true. And it's just as true now as it was then. And I, I I know that when we were going into this game, you and I both predicted a loss for the Denver Broncos. I, and that's that was just what it was. And so the the loss itself isn't surprising. I'm I'm not surprised that they lost. That doesn't shock me in any way. It's the irrelevancy that that continues to shock me. And I know I shouldn't be shocked by it because I've known about it for a while now, but it still shocks me. It still hits me sideways. It still makes me go, how is it possible that this franchise has fallen so far? And and I do think there is a conversation there to be had about how this has happened. But everybody I can kind tell of, you right now. Yeah, everybody knows. Joe Ellis. It's, it's Joe Ellis. It's the ownership situation. That is how this franchise has disappeared from the NFL lexicon. They are not necessary. That's that's the thing. Irrelevant, but also not necessary. This is a team that isn't necessary. If you polled 100,000 NFL fans and you said, what is your, you know, what is the best team to watch? What's your favorite team to watch? Or what has been your favorite team to watch over the last five years? I would guess that most of them wouldn't even mention the Denver Broncos. They wouldn't even, wouldn't even register because they don't matter. They don't matter. They're irrelevant and and nobody really cares. So this game against the Browns is a is just a microcosm of all of that. And if you want to get into, you know, sort of the minutia of why it is this way and why it is that way and you want to go into the the ownership stuff, you can and I, there's certainly a conversation to be had there and it's it's a fairly obvious conversation. But the other part of all of this is if you look at what happened against this Browns team, who was incredibly banged up going in, right? Third string running back, all kinds of issues with injuries. Their quarterback, quarterback is out. I'm you get and I'm I'm sorry. Middle linebacker out. You're you're the Denver Broncos and you're playing against Case Keenum who couldn't get it done in Denver. You sent him packing and then he beats you like this? Well, as Lori Latimer Volkman tweeted, obviously it wasn't Case Keenum. Yeah, I I don't believe Case Keenum was the now he wasn't necessarily a great for you know great starter and I will never forgive him for overthrowing Demarius Thomas against the Chiefs on that one fateful night when they could have beat the Chiefs they they could have beat the Chiefs on that play and they didn't and now we're still losing every week uh, it, it, anyway I digress there you look at what this game was and it was a perfect example of how this franchise is functioning. Yes, there were injuries up and down. I think they they were missing eight linebackers total, something like that, right? If you just list the injured linebackers, if you started listing them now, you'd still be listing them when you and I were done recording the podcast because it's a long list. It's a long list of players that are out. And so, yes, the Broncos were also banged up. The Broncos also have issues with injuries. 
Teddy Bridgewater wasn't 100%. And so the, you got the Druthers out there who are yelling at us. So well, would, they should start Drew. They, Drew. Drew Locke needs to start. I, I get all that. The turmoil is there, and, and the fans are feeling it and everything. But this game, this game was like the least exciting thing I've ever seen. There wasn't any excitement. And I, I pointed it out to you before we started recording. I started adding up the number of possessions in the second half. The total number of possessions in the second half is six. The Broncos started with the ball. They went 15 plays. They scored a touchdown. Fantastic. That's great. Seven minutes, 12 seconds. The Browns got the ball back. They go 80 yards, seven minutes and 21 seconds. They score a touchdown. Broncos, with Case Keenum with, looking like Derrick Henry with, with, on a fourth and with, short. With Case Keenum potentially winning himself one of those Kyle Brandt angry run scepters that Javante Williams has that for some reason he doesn't get to use very often, and I have no idea why. Then the Broncos punt, and then the the Browns punt, and then the Broncos score another 18-play, 65-yard, six-minute touchdown. The Browns run out the clock. Five minutes, five minutes and 17 seconds of possession to end the game. They go 66 yards. I'll say this. At least the defense was consistent. They couldn't stop DeErnest Johnson. And it was a funny tweet from Ryan Green, who's a videographer for CBS Channel 4 in Denver. Doesn't need the D on front of his name. Just call him Ernest because the D is not necessary. Because there is no D in front of him. That that is that was a that was a solid tweet, by the way. I mean, you got to give him credit for that. But it, and they should be called the Enver Broncos. The Enver Broncos, because there's no D in front of them. That's for sure. Uh, at least they don't have a D. Uh, it, <laughs> careful there. Well, they don't have a Chub. That's for sure. Um, well, neither did the Browns. And and neither there was no hunt. Chub. Or there hunt. was no Chub hunt. No Chub a hunt at chub all. Hunt. Oh, it's just rough. I, it. <sighs> This is this is the issue that I have with this. There, there, and I tweeted it out as well. There was a time when the Broncos gave up 17 points, and you knew the game was in hand. Seriously, the Browns only scored 17 points. That was it. The offense only put up 14 points, and they did uh, uh, what amounts to diddly poo in the first half. Yeah, I was going to have you read what they did in the first half. Sure, so so I'll do it, right? I'll just do just the Broncos' possessions. Let's skip whatever the, the Browns did because the Browns only put up 10 points in the in the first half. The Broncos get the ball, and they punt after two minutes of possession. And then they have then they have an interception after three minutes of possession. Way to go, Teddy. Then the next time they get the ball, they punt after five plays and two minutes of possession. Then they get the ball back again, and they have four plays, and they punt 48 seconds of possession. 48 seconds. I'm sorry. That makes that's after Shelby Harris's blocked field goal, by the way. Shelby Harris blocks a field goal. That should that was be the highlight of the first half. That, that should be a momentum shift. That should that should fire up the offense. And instead they go out and you get a two yard run to Melvin Gordon out of the shotgun. You get an incomplete pass from Teddy Bridgewater to Noah Fant. There's a shock. And then an incomplete pass from Teddy Bridgewater to and all it says here on NFL's uh, stat sheet is short right. In other words, to nobody. And then Sam Martin punts. That's the fourth play of the drive on fourth and eight. They moved the ball two yards. Two yards after a blocked field goal that should have shifted momentum. And it didn't. And then the, the Browns punted. And then the the Broncos held the ball for 23 seconds and 
and the half was over. What? What? It's a good thing this was on Thursday night, the worst night of football. I hate Thursday night football. I think it's the worst thing in the world. It's clear that it means the NFL doesn't care about player safety. There is no reason they should be playing on these short weeks. I don't understand it, other than the NFL likes to own every day of the week. Fine, whatever. But this is the product that you get, and the Broncos aren't good enough to overcome this kind of crappy product, and so they end up putting out a turd like they did against the Browns, which makes a lot of sense when you put out a turd against the Browns, and and you don't do anything until the second half, and your defense is completely exhausted and wiped out because of it, and they can't stop anybody because of all their injuries anyway. It, 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 was, it was a pointless game. This team is pointless. They are irrelevant. They are worthless, and they aren't worth watching. And yet, and yet, here we are. We are still watching them. I, I, the good news is at least we got it on Thursday night, so now we have the rest of the week. You've been listening to Mile High Report Radio. Get involved in the discussion at milehighreport.com. And as always, go Broncos.